Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And today we're going to be talking with a illustrator of children's books about how she creates her work, what inspires her, and also how she organizes these ideas and how she's gained the confidence and the connections to launch her work out into the world. It's so good today to travel to Brussels, Belgium, right outside Brussels in a town called Namur, Belgium, out in the countryside a little bit. Nazli Tarjan is our guest. Nazli, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, as a children's book and editorial illustrator, I can't wait to hear the stories of how you really became focused on your illustration, but also how you went from Istanbul to Belgium. Maybe we start there about your personal travels and your own creative journey. Okay, perfect. Well, my personal creative journey started with me studying photography and video in university in Istanbul. It was such a nice experience. I enjoyed it a lot and I wanted to be a national geographic photographer, but I found myself with uh, shooting the, the products in a white studio and not as fun as I would imagine it to be. Meantime, meanwhile, I met with, uh, with circus people. So uh, after three years studying in university in my last year, I decided that I don't want to do this job. So uh, I quit my university without getting my diploma. I think after studying 90% of my university <laughs> and uh, I literally, joined the circus <laughs> with the circus I, I, I think traveled. I I think I just need people to hear that that you literally yeah. went off <laughs> and joined the circus because we yeah. always say we want to but you did it yes I did it and it was <laughs> such such amazing experience I must say we, we really traveled a lot all country of Turkey which is a big country and other countries to learn to perform and and yeah it's, it's amazing it's it's just another universe to be always with people and always be a child and learn about it and meet with people from other side of the world and just speak the same language of playing together and and everything and then I um, after I think eight or nine years of doing circus I decided that I want to learn further about pedagogy there I came to Belgium to study pedagogy of circus in a, in a city called as Leuven. There I studied one year and I really enjoyed like work with kids and learn another language like Flemish language, which is quite hard, I find, and be there with other people doing circus in a totally different way. When I was there, the COVID started and in the end of in my year in, in that school, which is September, I decided that I want to move to Namur with my boyfriend back that time, my husband right now. And in that time, everything, we had the second wave of COVID, so everything closed. And I was like, wow, no circus, no performing. Um, mm -hmm. And I was teaching there to the kids and I didn't enjoy it that much, honestly, because of COVID, it was not so playful. We couldn't touch the kids. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't meet with other teachers. So I said, okay, I'm just going to stop it. And I, I will focus on illustrating the books. And back then, when I was doing circus, I met with an Australian woman that she saw my paintings and she said, oh, your, your, your 
paintings are quite nice. Would you like to make a book with me? And I was like, wow, really? Because I never thought that it can happen. I knew that one day I would I would do painting or illustration or whatever it is as my main profession, but I never thought it would be that early. So uh, I said, yeah, why not? And and we did a book about a little girl who loves her hula hoop, which was quite nice because I did my first book about circus actually. Yeah. And then well, it's, a, in- it's a terrific book, this Loopy Luna and her hula yeah. hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite a lovely book. Yeah, and since since October I am I am mainly focused on on illustrations. I create my portfolio and I started to work uh, with other self-publishers or the other authors that would like to publish it with the agency. And I do circus sometimes, but I mostly uh, on my desk creating um, illustrations. Well, it's a terrific story. And I love the fact that you were almost as a hobby, almost as a creative outlet, doing the illustrations and doing the paintings while you were doing the circus and that it caught the eye of somebody who was uh, in the circus with you. Yeah, actually, I was in a I was in a workshop in one one beautiful habitat. It's an artist hostel where they make also workshops for circus artists. And they were friends. And one of my friends, she asked me to make a painting mural for the wall. And I was doing that, and it was about a little pixie, which is actually quite uh, children literature uh, related. But I, I remember that I was doing quite a few of paintings or like poster works with, with illustrations while I was doing circus. I was always connected with it. Yeah, now I am really, really doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a job. Yes. Well, and you've described this illustrative style as being playful. It's very colorful. It's very vibrant. How did you decide that this was going to be your look, your feel, your approach? Actually, I cannot say I decided it. I tried so many different styles. I tried to imitate the artist that I really love. Some things were fitting and some things were not fitting. And when I sit on the table and I say, okay, I'm going to draw a little girl that is walking back from the school. My, my hand was always going to the same colors or same style. Not the ones that I really enjoyed to look, but the ones that somehow I would say a secret power is controlling me and I always want to do it that way. And in the beginning, I also thought like, wow, I do not have a style. I will never be good because I always draw no matter what. But actually, now when I go back and I see, okay, actually there is the same language in every illustration, even if it's different style or different material, different medium. It sometimes happens because it's me that's creating it. So it's always going to the same direction, my, my taste, my aesthetic. It's interesting that you say this, how it's developed, because I love the feature on your website where you've actually posted pictures from when you were six years old, you know, that said, even then you wanted yeah. to, to draw and paint and create illustrations. Yeah, actually it was when I was three. And, oh, three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my mom still has little pictures that I, I draw. When I look at them, and I, I cannot believe that she always have them super good preserved. And yeah, I, I draw all my life and she also draws so well. And we were, we were doing it as like mother and daughter hobby together. That's uh, wonderful. Well, Naz, so you've worked on this book now. It was released last year, the Hula Hoop book. Mm-hmm. And you're working on a new one. Will it be published soon? I just finished a book with a perfect nice lady uh, called as Raven Hovel. She's, a, she's also American. Uh, I think it will release this year, but I, I cannot know what is the exact date because they are still talking about the precising the date and the arrangements with the agency and her. 
So we will see Van. I am so excited. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll definitely put that in the notes so people can uh, look for the new book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrific. Well, how would you describe your creative approach when someone uh, might commission you and say, you know, this is the kind of illustration or kind of message we want to get out visually? What would be your approach to start? I start by thinking about this idea, but I also think about what other people would think about it. And I enjoy to look other artists so much and, and learn from their way of looking and really mix because I do not think there is one super new idea that can create it, that can be created. We always are so connected and and I really enjoy to check other people's hanging. Ah, okay, this is a very nice idea. Oh, this is a very nice angle. I never think about it like that. And then I make really a lot of catches and then I say, okay, this is it. This is what I want. Or this is the closest to what I would want. <laughs> yes. And there from there I start. Yeah. And then literally the creative techniques in putting together, I, I can appreciate that it would be different a little bit depending on the medium, but you've described that you're starting with sketches. And then where would you take it from there? I think the color is one of the most important things for me. Uh, I have always been so obsessed with the colors. I wouldn't live in a place if I do not like the color on the walls, for example. Mm -hmm. So I really feel every emotion has one color for me. So what the text or what the message would say, I would understand, okay, this is more of this color or, or this tone. Is it vibrant or not? And from there, I would really choose uh, the biggest flat color and then the colors would be uh, would be interesting with that one and from there i would start to play with mediums and choose which is the best one for me to illustrate that idea mm -hmm. and your style is very i guess i think about it by hand you know it's very personal where does digital art fit in the process just at the end, <laughs> I actually started with digital art and I thought that it would be so much easier for me. I would travel much easier with it because, yeah, the materials are quite less than, than the traditional. I get a tablet and I, I started to try, but I just didn't feel it was my thing. I really wanted to play with dirt on the on the medium, like having gouache all around me and yeah, and all that. I also cannot find the texture for myself as strong as it is in traditional media, in digital media. So I, I enjoy the traditional media's texture freedom much more. And But now what I do, I would, I would make my art traditionally and then I would scan it. Mm. And there I would correct the little mistakes that I do because I'm not a perfect, like clean person to, 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 <laughs> to create and play a little bit with the colors, but that would be all. Because of the texture, the, the uh, depth that you're looking for, would yeah. be more traditional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice. And what about when you get stuck? I think in a, in a podcast like ours, I always like to kind of say, look, we creative people. We're not always that creative. Sometimes we get a little bit stuck. What do you do when that happens to you? How do you get yourself out of it or uh, re-energize for yourself? I first give a little break because if I cannot do, I cannot do. It's just that moments need to be wait a bit. And then I would just start with what gives me the most joy. I would draw human faces and play with colors without anything and search for different ideas. If I cannot find a beautiful illustration idea, a beautiful sketch for one specific text, I think try to play with other ones till I feel 
warmed up and then I would go there but it, it's not working all the time huh? I'm, I'm in the beginning of my career so I am I'm having these moments quite a lot I'm just trying to give a bit of time go a bit juggle a bit and and do anything else and not let this frustration to get me because yes being a perfect artist it's always a question back of my head turning you are not that good you are or you are not finding the the idea right away it's just because you are not good enough and I'm like no I'm just going to do something else. I'm just going to play a bit and then I'm going to come and I do something. I don't know if it's the best one that I can do, but it's the one that I do. Yes. They just do something. Yeah. And did I hear you say, maybe I'll juggle a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I think if I said that, I'd be like, I'm just juggling a little bit, but you actually mean juggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so fun. Well, and what about your creative environment? I mean, I, I, Brussels is a wonderful place, both culturally and you know, the countryside and many colors and inspiration. Do you draw from your surroundings? Actually, I do not. I don't know why, but I don't have a sketchbook. And I know this is such a crazy thing to say because most of the artists, they do have it. I was living in Istanbul and it's a very big city and a pollution city. We do not have that much nature right away in our door. But here where I live, it's quite a countryside and I... I learned so much about nature and I see that when I, when I, for example, uh, draw a tree, I see, okay, this I know from my street and I am learning from the things that are not city or there are so many beautiful old houses and I am sometimes taking a photo of them and try to sketch them in my way of doing it and try to create new memory for myself to have, okay, this is how I draw a, a house or, or a tree or a, or a flower. Yeah. yeah, you can really bring that forward, especially in children's books, can't you? Here's the yeah. old cottage and so forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What other creative inspirations help you and stimulate you? Maybe other artists or other styles or other creatives? I think all other parts of the arts are interesting me so much. I enjoy to listen to music so much, specific type of music. Most of the time, a special radio that I really enjoy gives me a positive energy when I when I draw. And I really like to look at my favorite illustrators when I feel stuck and see, okay, what were the solutions do they have? Or the photographers, anything that is aesthetic or, or I just look outside. I have a very nice river going in front of our house or anything that would give me a joy, a taste that can bring me joy. I, I really, really uh, enjoy and taking something from it as I can. Well, I think people will also be interested to know about the maybe the business side. You were able to connect with a friend, you know, that you knew and saw your work, but now you really want to market yourself and market your work. What sort of steps are you taking in that area? For that, I'm quite a beginner again. I, when I started, I created a LinkedIn account, which helps me really a lot. I get two book deals from that in a year, which is something really nice. I, I, I didn't have an Instagram account because I'm not an Instagram person, but I had a Facebook page, which also gave me some little little commission works, not a book, but yeah, it still worked quite well. I want to, in the future, I want to try to apply for an illustrator agency, but I do not feel uh, this is the right moment because I also enjoy to meet with new people through social, social uh, connections. And ah, really, I like this illustration so much. I have a book. Uh, would you like to be would you like to check my manuscript and yeah this kind of conversation gives me such joy because they are all so unique in, in in their own reality and I find it much more interesting because otherwise I would just be like connecting connecting with one editor or agency and then it would come back to me 
and and I would never touch to the author or, or never had a conversation. Sometimes we we send a picture of our dog with with author to to just share a common interest or a photograph of our couch, which is connected to the story somehow. And this this I really enjoy. I think that's why I am doing it like that. But yeah, like so many so many illustrators, they prefer to with, work with an agency for its facilities because agency earns more if they give you more job. In my case, I am all alone. If I am not working enough, if I am not making my connections enough or often enough, then I would be just without without a gig for a long time. It's a risk to take, but but right now it's it's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And mainly because you like the personal connections too. Yeah, and I'm still playing a bit. I do not see it as, as a career career, honestly, because I also never had it in my circus career neither i was never so serious i have to get this much amount of money per more month and i have to buy a car or anything it's for me still a little girl playing around but at the same time making her life and i'm lucky to have this this uh, luxury but it's it's i am making my my money for myself for myself to live at the same time it's not so luxury but it's it's the way i choose to to go Yes. Well, it's a terrific creative spirit. We could all uh, learn from that. And how do you see uh, the future, Nas, as you look over the hill and we look for brighter days ahead, you know, maybe once we come out of these quarantined times, <laughs> uh, how do you see your career and your art and your you know, style and your lifestyle developing? I'm actually quite excited to, to experience it. I cannot know well. I am I'm sometimes imagining myself just before sleep, 20 years later, I'm being really a nice illustrator, a known illustrator, inspire other people, but it's just such a little tiny uh, childish dream. But rather than that, I actually do not think about what's gonna happen. I just hope that I would work a bit more because I still have quite a few time, but it's my, my choice at the end. Huh? Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking maybe I will be more serious women working more <laughs> more <laughs> times and and yeah being more serious but at the moment i don't know if it will ever happen or not <laughs> well i think we could all learn even though you want to be a serious businesswoman i think we could all learn from this childlike enthusiasm and creativity that you're talking about <laughs> just keep that little girl creativity <laughs> yeah, I hope that I will never have any problems with that. Yeah. With that, for now it, it just helped me. I never had any 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 problems uh, materialistically or or for professional wise, but I'm just hoping it will never happen. <laughs> yes. Well, tell our listeners how they can connect with you and re read and see about your work. Well, I have my website called as nazlisillustrations.com. Otherwise, I have my LinkedIn account with Nazli Tarjan. Wonderful. Well, I'll put both of those in the show notes, folks, so that you can see them. But uh, just a wonderful website with your illustrations, your portfolio, some of the books you've been working on, and a nice profile of you. So uh, listeners, be sure to go by there. Nazli, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. Uh, my guest has been Nazli Tarjan. She's Istanbul, Turkey, born raised and educated, but now living outside of Brussels in Belgium in a town called Namur and doing some wonderful children's illustrations for books and other editorial. So great having you with us, Naz. 
Thank you so much. And listeners, come back again next time. We're going to continue our around the world journey. And of course, right now, the around the world is virtual. But we'll continue talking with creative professionals and practitioners all over the world about what gets them inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to get their work out into the world, because that's what we all want. So for now, I'm Mark Stinson, and we've been unlocking your world of creativity. We'll see you soon. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better, unlocking your world of creativity.